Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Blue View podcast. We are here today after a brilliant result against Burnley away. We're going to be doing a different type of video. So still a discussion video, but it's going to be titled different. It's going to be five talking points, basically. Things we just found very interesting about today. I mean, it was everyone's in positive spirits. Like It was a crazy game. We performed really well. So every, every player, you know, me and Dubois were talking before and I... We both actually said like Werner was like the only one maybe we could pick out that he didn't have a great game, and then he goes and scores. So like, it's just the perfect game really. So yeah, hopefully you enjoy the video today. So getting on with the topics, Dubois. The first topic is: Has Lampard finally found the balance? Because obviously in we- recent weeks we've been drawing nil nils, but you know in those couple nil nil games we had, we weren't like the best attacking. You know, we had some games where it was like 3-3. Free, free. We were really good at attacking, but really bad in defence. So now has Lampard found the balance between attack and defence? Like, has he? is it starting to gel, basically, is the question? Uh, it's a good question. I'm actually interested to see what you say about this as well. But um, I think I don't want to be too, you know, reactionary and say, yes, we, you know, we found the balance after a win against Krasnodar and Burnley because we have to be, you know, aware that it is just Krasnodar and Burnley, no disrespect. But it looks to be moving forward and there's positive signs. I mean, if you look at, you know, how we played against United and Sevilla, yeah, we didn't attack the greatest, but defensively we fixed it. We were resolute. And now we're seeing a progression from not only are we defensively resolute, but we're adding attacking threat to that. And I think that's, you know, I think it's positive signs. I'm not going to go as far as saying, you know, we've transformed uh, or anything so reactionary, but the signs are positive and if we see it for another few games, I think, you know, we're in with a shout of, you know, saying that we've turned a real corner here. Yeah, I really agree with that, to be honest. It's important, you know, even though we're really positive right now, not to be reactionary. It's two sort of teams you'd expect to be anyway under any manager with this squad. But, I mean, I was just very impressed today with, with the balance, as we were saying, you know, if we can continue this sort of form going forward, it's it's just going to be brilliant. And one of the Last question today is going to be about if we can continue the form and that will lead on to the answer on that. But we'll get into that for in a bit. But, you know, just overall today, I just want to get your thoughts. You know, who was your standout players on this game? For me, I thought Silva, I thought was excellent at the back. I think Mendy, you know, even though he didn't have a lot to do, he was still a calming influence. Some we've mentioned before. You know, we had like Tammy Abraham went underrated, you know, and obviously he had Ziyech, who got a golden assist. So, Who's the sort of three stand-up players if you could pick from today's game? Yeah, I think you picked out uh, good performances there yourself. Uh, but if I was to choose three, I think stand-up performers. For me, number one was Mason Mount. It's someone He's someone who's been criticised heavily, mainly because he's been playing on the wing, which I think you know is unjust criticism based on the fact that he isn't a winger. But again, we're fans naturally... <laughs> we're going to criticise performances that aren't up to Chelsea standard. So for me, Mason Mount, I thought he was excellent. You know, the balls he was playing from midfield, energy, you know, defensive recovery, everything he had in this game today. So he's number one for me. Number two, tight, Reese James. He could easily have been number one, in my opinion. But, you know, he was everywhere. Defensively, very strong. You know, going forward, crossing, everything he had it all today. Reese James, you know, with a performance that I think will be just the basis of what he can do in the future. Um, you know, I think really, we've got a really big talent on our hands here. So, Reese James. And then the third one, it's a tough one because there were many good performances today. But I'm going to go with Thiago Silva. What he's come in and done at Chelsea defence has been very understated. And that's, that's saying something because he's been getting a lot of praise. I think what we saw today was calmness, like you mentioned. 
he is everything you need in a defender. I mean, people will say he's 36, but you know, if, if you looked at that game without knowing his age, you'd think he's in his prime. The way he played, uh, you know, you can't put it into words, something we've been missing under Sari, we didn't have it. And I think the best thing about it is he's found his partner in Zuma. Um, it's something which I think Chelsea are going to be really grateful for having two, you know, quality centre-backs. And I think Thiago Silva today, his performance epitomised that. It's crazy you mentioned, like, Silva's 36. I just, like, when I watch him, I'm just blown away, man. He's like a, honestly, like a 25-year-old. Like, it's just crazy. He's not slow at all. You know, that was probably the one worry I had because... I mean, when you watch PSG in the final of the Champions League, you can still see his defensive qualities were there. I was just thinking, you know, maybe Premier League, uh, he could be a bit too slow. But no, I mean, he, he is actually catching up to a lot of players in the Premier League. So I'm happy with that. And I'm glad you mentioned Zuma and the pair in there because, you know, for me, Zuma's always had some, like, ridiculous potential as a centre-back. And I think back all those years when he got that injury against Man United. And Zuma's always been one of my favourite players. You know, people who know me will know that. And... I just I was so sad after he got that injury because I thought, you know, he could be done. What's he going to come back like? But, you know, after a couple of loans, still had belief and, and it, he's made it, to be fair. He has made it. He's solidified Chelsea number one centre-back with Silva. So, you know, it's just crazy to me. As one of Zuma's fan favourites, personally, I'm very, very happy for him to, you know, be doing as well as he is doing. And with another goal today, I think... I'm right in saying he has three Premier League goals now, which is actually crazy. So, I mean, golden boot charge, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, he's, he's doing very, very well. So, another thing I wanted to talk about is, obviously, we changed to 4-3-3 today. It was widely expected to happen after the Krasnodar game and the influence it had. Um, so, yeah, basically, the question is, Havertz and Mount were on fire. So, is 4-3-3... The long-term plan or the immediate short-term plan, do you think, just to sort of see how it continues, see how the form goes, etc.? Because I thought, you know, today Havertz and Mount were actually ridiculous. I put a tweet out and it was just like, they had everything. Like Havertz and Mount were both very, very good defensively. They had a lot of energy. And you know what, like, annoys me the most is that people say Havertz is lazy. It's one of the most, like, BS things ever. Like, Havertz is not lazy. He's a very, very hard worker. Exactly like Ziyech. People said Ziyech was lazy. BS again, absolute BS. Both very, very hard working. And then with those two, when you're in a 4 3 3, you've got technical quality. You know, there was pinging it out wide. There was Havertz and Mount were both getting in the box, but we also had that cover at the back so they could do that. You know, we wasn't getting caught out or anything. So, yeah, what were your thoughts basically on 4 3 3 and Havertz and Mount overall? You've hit the nail on the head there. I mean, I saw the tweet as well you put out and, you know, spot on. I think Havertz and Mount today were a a big reason as to why we were so successful in the midfield battle. I think, like you said, there's been talks before, some people saying Havertz is lazy, Havertz, you know, it's just complete rubbish. I think Havertz proved that he's not only got, you know, the ability to play intricate passes and look for gaps in places in mid spaces in midfield, but he's also got the awareness to track back and to help the team out. Um, I think the, the the reasons why people some people will say he's lazy etc is the way his elegant style he looks he makes football look so easy I think I think people mistake that for being lazy um, but he definitely isn't like you said and again Mason I spoke about him a bit earlier but you know again an excellent performance I think he really needed that for his confidence and for the four three three which is the main question I think it's something we should now build on I think yeah we used it against Krasnodar and it made a massive difference. I think we also used it, uh, this is something I didn't actually realise until recently I saw on Twitter, I'm not sure if this is true, but 
We used it in the comeback against West Brom. Um, obviously, 3-0 down, going 3-3. So it looks to be something now that, you know, is gaining a bit of momentum and the players are sort of enjoying playing in the system. So it's something I think we need to stick with for now and, you know, see how the players mould into that system. It, it, something which makes it a lot better and a lot easier is when you have Kante performing like he did today. I think his influence, you know, cleaning up any, you know, loose balls, etc., was key today because that allowed Havertz and Mount to express themselves attackingly as well in the attacking sense. So, yeah, I think Havertz and Mount, again, excellent performance. They, you know, they worked really well as a pair and... I think 4-3-3 seems to be something that we should now build on and see where it takes us. Because um, obviously, I think you mentioned it uh, in our uh, previous episode with Frank Khaled that, um, you know, we, there's one thing being flexible, but we can't be too flexible. And I think this is probably the right time to sort of stick with one formation, which you alluded to last time. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I'm glad you mentioned Kante there as well. I mean... The sky was insane today. One of the most like underrated performances I feel because when I was scrolling through my timeline, like no one was talking about Kante. It was all about the attackers and Silver and etc. And although they did very well, Kante was like literally the heartbeat of everything we did. You know, he was cleaning up, and then there was this one play where he like he was driving forward and he like beat two or three players, and then he stopped and he like scooped it. I think to Werner in behind, and that was just like that was crazy. I mean. I'm not surprised. It is Kante. I'm just more surprised about like his consistency over the past like year or so. You know, people have had questions. I've had I've had a lot of questions asked. You know, do I think we should sell him? Is he you know is he injury prone? Is he getting too old? But today's just another example of Kante still being there at his best. He can do it still. It's just hopefully now we get a full season of like amazing Kante like we had you know under the Conte etc. Because that's the level we want. That's the level he played at today. But he needs to. It almost feels crazy saying this about Kante, but he actually does need to build on this because he's not been consistent like over the last year or so, especially on the Sari. I mean, I know he's been tossed about a lot. I know he's had injuries, but if we can just get a consistent Kante where he doesn't have those injuries, where he just stays in the one position, maybe he does play lone DM for like another 15 games or something. But then if it does really well, Lampard doesn't need to change it. You know, don't be over flexible, which is something we said he can be in the last episode. So now I'm just hoping we build on this. Hope, Hopefully it does really well. Let's see where it takes us. And and yeah, I mean, it's all positive, positivity today because it has to be after a performance like that. You know, I'm probably one of the most quickest ones to call out Lampard when I don't like what he's doing. So when I like what he's doing, when I like the lineup, when I like the team is playing out is today, it's brilliant. You've got to praise it. So yeah, I think we covered that well. The 4-3-3 plan, talking about Kante as well. So, yeah, um, a topic which I know you're going to be like gassed about. Um, a lot of people were saying today, you know, like Tammy's hold up play basically and link up play with like Ziyech and Werner out on the left was basically a lot to do with Giroud. And I think Tammy said a lot previously, you know, Giroud helps me in training and things like this. And I'm not going to lie, guys, like when I see Tammy before, this guy couldn't hold it up. This guy was terrible at link up play, but. I mean, he seems to really have improved it. Um, so, yeah, I'm very, very happy about Tammy's performance today. You know, no goal, but contributed really well. And, um, yeah, Dubois, basically, how much do you think Giroud's had to do with this? I think he's had quite a lot to do with it, to be honest. Yeah, look, this is something that I, you know, I'm big on. I've talked about it quite a lot uh, in terms of Giroud's influence and, you know, the impact he has on 
on the Chelsea team. I think when I saw the lineup today, I was a bit disappointed that Giroud wasn't starting. Although he's been, you know, frozen out for a while now. So realistically, he wasn't going to start. But, you know, when I saw Tammy, I was like, you know, it's Burnley. Tammy, he hasn't looked the most assured coming up against physical size, even though, you know, he has a physical profile to be good against them. So, you know, it was a real, real eye-opener to see whether Tammy had improved from last season. Like you mentioned that before, you know, I wasn't really feeling secure with him up front. But today he proved me wrong completely. I thought Tammy was excellent, you know, winning the aerial battles. He was... Uh, moving into midfield, he was he was playing that target man role, and I think that's something which Giroud thrives at, and it's something which you know Giroud is is made a name for himself for. But Tammy played that role really well, and whether Giroud's had an influence, I think so, hundred percent. I mean, Tammy's come out before and said that you know he looks like to Giroud like an older brother, and you know he learns from his style, etc. And you saw that today, um, you know, and I think Tammy's the sort of person, you know, he he won't just say it for the sake of it. He's a hard worker and. I was really impressed with the the way he played today and whether Giroud's influence was a reason for that. Probably, yeah. Uh, I'm a bit disappointed, obviously, that Giroud hasn't had the minutes this season. And I thought when he came on, <laughs> he looked actually quite decent in the time he had. Obviously, the goal, which didn't count, which was unfortunate because, you know, if it did count, I wouldn't be, you know, that's the only thing I'd be talking about right now. But um, yeah, like I think Giroud's a model professional, an elite professional. He's always come out in the media, spoken of, you know, the influence he has, um, you know, in wanting to help others. And he's never complained, even when others would in this situation. So I think I think we're really lucky to have a character like Giroud in our changing room. And I think it's, it's a massive reason as to why, you know, this team is gelling so well, not only on the pitch, but off it. Yeah, man, listen, I've really loved Giroud. I mean, as you said, they're just such a model professional. You know, he doesn't whine, he doesn't cry about lack of game time, even though, he probably knows and all the fans know he does deserve a lot more game time, you know. I think what separates people like William from people like Pedro and Giroud is what you mentioned, professionalism. That's how they become fan favourites. When they're in dark times, they don't cry, they don't sulk about it like Kepa and Maratta and all William have done in the past. Just a few names there. They just get on with it. They do their job. They, You know, they don't like... Even when they play, they don't sort of get down. They don't try less. You know, they... Always give 100%. That's what I really liked about Pedro and that's what I love about Giroud. I'm going to be very, very sad when Giroud does eventually leave. You know, he's not going to stay here forever, guys. He's like 33 or 34. So, you know, but again, saying he's that age, it's just like Silva. I mean, he's just so underrated. He can still do a fantastic job. I mean, albeit it was offside, he did get a goal today. It was a very, very well-taken goal. Very good run across the box. Good cross as well, I think, from Chilwell. So, you know, Giroud can still do a job for us guys if called upon. You know, we saw that last year in the top four race. Him and Pulisic were just bagging and assisting for fun. So it's really, really good to watch and it's good to have options up front. You know, three striker options and then you've got Werner out on the left. So as well, if you need to do that like today. So, yeah, I mean, positives going forward, hopefully with Giroud. More minutes, hopefully he deserves, um, hopefully he gets, he definitely deserves them. So, yeah, I'm positive about uh, Giroud's contribution today not only on the pitch but off it with Giroud, uh, with Tammy as well and the training and what he's brought to Tammy's game so yeah another question I want to ask you sort of talk about a little bit is it's a very very difficult one because you know this is just gassing me up so much this summer is all the signings we've had so the question is and it's going to be hard but which signing if you could pick one has impressed you the most it's a very tough question because in their own way, they've been, you know, they've all shown different qualities that we've needed. It's such a hard question. I'm going to have to think about it. But I think 
the one that edges it for me out of all of them. I could easily go with the attacking flair that we brought, you know, brought in. You know, the Werner, you know, Werner scored goals. Ziyech in his last couple of games has shown why we bought him. Havertz has looked really good, but it's just gonna have to be. I, it's either Tugs over or Edouard Mendy for me, and I'm just gonna have to go with. I'm gonna go with Mendy. I think what Mendy's done since he's come in is huge. We've got four clean sheets in a row now, and. It's not just because the defense has, you know, been, you know, been brought together because of Thiago Silva. I think he's had a massive influence, Thiago Silva. But one thing that affects how how our defense plays is the goalkeeper. And when you have a goalkeeper who, you know, breeds confidence, who, you know, you know that he's going to give it his best and not just stand there. And that's, I guess, I'm throwing shade at Kepa there. But Mendy's shown in the last four games that not only is he brooding confidence, but he's making big saves. In a time where we're under pressure, in a time where you know the opposition have got loads of possession, they're having shots, you need a goalkeeper who's going to make them saves. And it sounds, you know, it's pretty obvious to say, but that's not what we're used to with Kepa, you know, in goals. He's, he's just, in times where we've needed him the most, he's conceded, he's made mistakes. Um, and that's something which Mendy has sort of changed. And not only does that provide us with a real basis to, you know, go forward and score goals, knowing that our defence isn't going to concede every time the opposition go forward, but he's making huge saves. And I, I've just got to say that that's made a huge impact on us because it's all well and good having all these attackers that's doing well and scoring goals, but defensively, and if you haven't got a you know a competent goalkeeper, we can't win games. And you know what they say that you know often. To win the title, you need to have a strong defence. And I think Mendy's influence and calming nature has sort of allowed our attack to flourish. So I think it all starts with Mendy for me. Um, but it's a really tough one, and I'm, I'm quite intrigued to see what you're going to say about it. Yeah, I mean, if you ask me my favourite signings, then I think I would go with the attackers. I think I'd go with Zierge Havertz, just because I think they've brought so much to the attack. But I think the best signing, and I'm by best, I mean like, as you said, the most, who's brought the most influence, who's had the best, like, best games overall. And I think it is one of the defenders. And I think, I don't know, I think you could go with Mendy. But for me, I think it's between Silver and Chilwell. Mm. And now, it's a toss-up really, because centre-back, I mean, we don't want to see Rudiger playing. He was bad last year. Tomorrow he was inconsistent. You know, you had Christensen, like all our centre backs were pretty inconsistent, apart from Zuma. I mean, he did have quite a good season last season. But, you know, Thiago Silva's brought so much to the team. And I think I'm going to go with Silva because the simple fact is because he was free. And although Chilwell has been very, very, very good, and I definitely, definitely apologise for bashing him as much as I did so far because it looks like I've been proven wrong. Um, you know, who could have thought that? You know, I mean, People do get stuff wrong, guys. So, yeah. But anyway, I mean, Silver for me is 100% the best signing of this summer just because he's free and his age, everything, the experience, the leadership. He's just like having another John Terry at the back. He really is flying in with the tackles, amazing on the ball. You know, he's just got so much intelligence. So, yeah, Silver for me is definitely the best signing of the summer. But, guys, it can change. And obviously, this is opinion-based. So don't, you know, bash us if if you really wanted me to say or Debar to say Werner or one of your favourite signings. Let's just, you know, let's be sensible. Let's have opinions. And yeah, it's, it's all that's the game, really. It's all opinions and what we think. It's never going to be the same. 
Yeah, Pais, just on oh. that, sorry, sorry to cut you off, yeah, yeah. but I think you've made quite a, a really important point there, especially on the Chilwell one. Again, I was just like you, I wasn't keen on Chilwell arriving at the club. Uh, I made it clear on Twitter, yes, but at the end of the day, like you've pointed out, it's an opinion-based thing. I mean, yeah, Pais and myself, you know, made it clear we didn't want Chilwell, but he joined the club and, you know, not just us, others who were in the same position, we backed him. I mean, that's important to note and that, you know, just because we have an opinion doesn't mean it can't change. I think what happens is it sort of breeds toxicity when people sort of get at you when you change your opinion on someone. And I think it's obviously more relevant with the bigger accounts, I'd say, in quotation marks, because obviously it's easy to find and people assume that their voices are sort of meant to be always right. I think it's good to be wrong. I'm sure Pais would agree that... Honestly, that's like a a very good point because... You know, I actually saw a post the other day. I think we both replied to it. it as a guy just saying, like, you know, he screenshotted the tweets of our, like, Regrillion prop or Regiono, however the bloody hell he say his name. But, you know, that's who we wanted back then. That was, like, seemed the most sensible option for the prize, especially. I mean, like, I think you're lying to me if you're saying you didn't have doubts over Chilwell with 50 million and the fact he last year didn't play very well for, for Leicester. I mean, you've got to think in the moment. This is what I always say, like, my opinions are based in the moment, what I feel at that time. You're never going to look down a year time and, and base your opinion off that because otherwise you, you get everything right. So it's normal to get stuff wrong. And it's just unfortunate that as big accounts, we do get dragged for it. But that doesn't mean that me and Dubois like, didn't back Chilwell. As soon as Chilwell joined, I was like, yep, hope he proves me wrong. I said that in multiple replies. I said, hope he proves me wrong because I'm a Chelsea fan. I support the team. I don't support myself or my Twitter account or what I want to do to get likes. It's not about that. You know, it's like I'd be a a pretty much non-Chelsea fan if that was about. I'd just be a football fan who likes Chelsea's players, but I'm not. I'm a supporter first and foremost, and I want Chilwell to do well for us. I want him to prove me wrong, and he has done. So, fair play to him. I hope he continues the form. And, yeah, I'm just very impressed with him, to be fair. Overall, just everything. And another point I want to quickly addressed with Chill is he put out a tweet the other day about like mental health and how much that affected him and you know from someone who actually struggles from it like myself it was quite wrong of me in fact to like assume he was not going through something so I should know better on that circumstance so Chilwell was actually going through some bad times last year I think he said or, or even previously he had confidence issues but now he's like joined Chelsea it's almost like a fresh start for him and you can really see the confidence coming out in his game and I really, really like that about him. And, you know, to put that tweet out just shows how much balls he does have. And, like, that's another thing I appreciate on a personal standpoint with Chilwell as well. So I thought I'd just add that in there. So, anyway, moving off from the signings talk. Now, a big one. It's probably going to take us a few minutes to answer the last few minutes of the episode. So, Dubois, are we title challengers? Um, I'm going to say... I don't think I don't think we're title challengers currently. I personally think that it's good that we've you know managed to string a couple of good performances together. I think it's needed because it's showing that we've made progress. But I still don't think that we will end up in that bracket of you know being in like a really toe-to-toe title race. It's something which I think I would expect from us next season. But this season, I feel as though yes, okay, other t- big teams, you know, the Liverpool, Man City, they're not looking as you know efficient as they did last season and you know one could argue that you know Chelsea are in a really good position now because if this recent form is anything to go by we should now be pushing on and inevitably we could see that 
you know, as a positive sign and maybe that we are title challengers. And I, so I, I address that and say, yeah, okay, I agree with you in that sense that it's really positive signs at the moment. But I think it's too soon to sort of expect us to be title challengers. I think we're going to come across more difficulties realistically in the season. You know, we saw at the start, we didn't start the greatest and now a couple of results and, you know, we're looking like we're doing well. So I think it's going to be an up and down season. I mean, hopefully as long as we, you know, make progress on last season and, you know, get further in the Champions League, maybe win a domestic trophy um, and finish in the top three, I think that will be a successful season. But I just don't think, I think this season comes a little bit too early to expect our side needs to gel so well that we end up title challengers. I'd love it and I'd love for them to prove me wrong and I'd love to sit here at the end of the season and you know us discussing us winning the title. That would be you know a dream but if, in my honest opinion I do not think that Chelsea will be in, I'm not sure who will be but I think it just comes a little bit too soon although you know, I'd love to be proven wrong. Yeah I think you made a lot of very good points there. I think guys if you actually look at our current squad, I think you could say we are title challengers. If you actually just look at the squad, I think, yeah, 100%. I mean, our attack's insane. Our midfield has got crazy good talent. It's got good depth as well, you know, with Jorginho. And let's not forget, guys, I want to add this as well. Our player of the year, Mateo Kovacic, can't even get in the squad on the bench at the moment in this game. Like, he can't even get, like, you know what I mean? He played last game, but overall, he's not really fancied by Lampard this season, it seems. So, it's kind of like the depth to me is un- is actually mind-blowing. The options we could bring in if certain people aren't performing. And that's one of the things I think that could sort of lead us to a title challenge if we continue the consistency is our depth. I think we've got depth in literally every area. I think maybe the one area I don't like depth-wise is left-back. But then again, you've got Aspi who can do a job. It's just that I don't like Emerson Alonso. But in terms of numbers... I think we've got a lot of depth, like honestly, and a lot of quality as well. So in terms of squad, yes, I think we could be title challengers. In terms of right now, I think we're going to have to, let's see how the next 10 games go. Let's sort of see if we sort of get, I'm not, not exactly sure on our fixtures, but if we, you know, rack up enough points and we're still sort of second or third or about there, then we could be. And also it depends on other results. You know, Van Dijk's injured for the whole season. Liverpool could drop off. Man City aren't actually looking the greatest. I've watched them a few times recently. You know, Pep doesn't really seem to be in it as much nowadays. I think, I don't know, I think he'll leave at the end of this season. I just sort of see him kind of getting bored now. You know, he's kind of won everything. He's, his main focus with City was on the Champions League and he didn't do that. So maybe they put more effort into that this season, which could leave us, you know, as like the front runners, basically. I mean, are, are Everton going to continue their form? I don't know. Are, are Man United going to go on a crazy run? I mean, they beat PSG. It's just... It's a lot of things you have to take into consideration. But, like, I just want to see how our games go over the next sort of few weeks and months. And let's sort of see halfway through the season where we're at. Because I think a lot of things also is confidence. Like, if we have really, really good confidence, like, halfway through the season, we're up there. I mean, why can't we? Lampard is experienced in sort of a, not a managerial role, but he's got that, he still has a willing mentality as a player. And another thing you guys have to like think about when I'm talking about him as a player is he worked under some of the best and I was watching some of the the interviews um, like of him talking about like little bits he's taken from other managers that can be vitally important in a title run like the little bits of coaching the little bits of man management I think the main thing with Lampard is like in game I think in game you know and sometimes he leaves his subs too late or just little little bits here and there that annoy me or you know I think the main thing with me and Lampard was the, the lineups. 
But I think the lineups are getting better now. I think they'll be more consistent, and I think our performances will be more consistent in return. So I think we just need to rack up a lot of points, as many points as we can. And obviously, one of the big factors in any title charge is the big games. We need to win the big games. You're talking about the Man U's that we drew nil-nil. We need to beat Spurs. We need to beat Liverpool if we can. You know, it's a big task, but you know we need to try and get a result against City. Last year away, we actually played very, very well at City with that you know, young squad. I think we lost 2-1, but we got quite unlucky. So let's see what we can do in these big games with all this quality in defence and attack and midfield. And let's see where it takes us, guys. But I hope you have enjoyed the episode anyway. Uh, we've talked about a lot of points, a lot of things to discuss about. And yeah, it's just been a lot of fun. So um, yeah, any last words you'd like to say to Bo on the, on the episode and in general the performance? Uh, no, nothing. I just I guess that, you know, I really enjoyed the episode today. I thought uh, we covered most things. I'm I'm really happy that, you know, Chelsea fan base can unite on, on Twitter as well after this performance. You know, it's a good result, good performance. And hopefully we can push on. And uh, like Pi said as well, drop your comments. We always try and respond to you, um, you know, and let's hope that the next time we're on here after Ren, hopefully, um, you know, it'll be another win. But yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, and, and that's the thing as well. Just before before we go, if you have made it to this point, thank you very much for listening all the way. And um, yeah, we'll have more big guests on soon. We've got big things planned for this channel and for the future. Also on Spotify, if you're listening, thank you for listening on Spotify as well, because I know it's very, very easy just to go on YouTube, but Spotify is a great thing to listen on as well. I love listening to my own personal podcasts on there. So yeah, thank you for listening. More big guests soon. And um, yeah, sometimes, as I said, like today, it will be just me and Dubois talking about the games and talking points or a big like a discussion point or something that happens because with Chelsea, you never know what's going to happen next. So thank you guys for listening, as I've said before. And uh, yeah, see you next time.